This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Happy Tuesday. I hope the week is treating you well, and I'm so excited to be here talking things out with you. So I actually ended up swapping the posting schedule this week because I felt like we needed to have this conversation sooner rather than later. So I announced yesterday that I am closing my online business and I feel like that needs an explanation. And I know that as quickly as it fell on your end, or I know that it could feel like it was really quick on your end, I have made this decision very slowly on mine and I think it would be helpful to start with a little bit of the timeline and A little bit of a behind-the-scenes look at what the last six years have been for me. So in 2018, before my account grew to the size that it, it ended up being, I was running a business that I loved. I had started a marketing agency with a dear friend of mine, and from there I left to start what I Um, ended up being this like really amazing business for me. I was helping people with burnout, burnout recovery. I was running a program called the Brave Collective, which really helped people to feel like they got to choose how they spent their time and and to make radical choices for themselves. And I loved it. I, I was really, I felt really in my purpose and really connected to where I was going, what I was doing. And then I had this hobby (laughs) that I picked up and this hobby started to become part of my work, right? The Enneagram became a major part of my coaching practice. I was working with people one-on-one and the Enneagram helped with that so much. And I started to become lightly obsessed and let it, let it bleed into like all of my interactions in a way that was really fun for me, but also I clearly needed an outlet. And I had a friend who was like, girl, get an outlet. So I started an Instagram account that I really never intended to turn into a business. It grew from zero to a hundred thousand in three days. And I am not the kind of person who half does things. So if I'm doing something, I'm all in. And so when I saw that, I was like, this is an amazing opportunity. This is so exciting. Let me go all in. And I went all in. I grew the account upwards of 600,000 followers in around a year. 
And I'm really proud of that work. I'm really proud of not only the Enneagram work, but the online marketing work that I was doing there. And at the same time, I think it's helpful to know that when Enneagram and Coffee grew, it was so exciting, but it was also really overwhelming. I was kind of launched into the public eye out of nowhere in a way that I was definitely prepared for. Like I had been online for, you know, my entire adult life. It was definitely something that I was comfortable with, but at the same time, it wasn't something that I planned. And honestly, I was excited, but I was also really overwhelmed. And I spent the first night of this happening, like on the floor crying with my husband, like, what have I done? And I, I was, I don't know. I made the most of that, obviously. Like it was so exciting and I don't want to sound ungrateful or like it wasn't the right thing for me because it definitely was for the time that it was. And at the same time, from the beginning, I kind of knew this is not the plan, right? So then in from 2018 to 2020, I was in a whirlwind of opportunities. It felt like everyone wanted to work with me. Everyone wanted to do something to do with me. People were pitching me everything under the moon and it became really hard and it was really hard at the time to suss out which things were actually opportunities and which things were just people trying to make money off of this viral moment. And I started to realize, you know, it took me a while to really understand that a lot of times people are just trying to make money off of you. And like they see an opportunity and they jump on that opportunity. You're just the thing of the moment. You're not something that they're invested in. And this was kind of the first time I experienced a rush of opportunities being presented to me as if... I was going to make everyone millions of dollars just by existing. And it didn't feel good. Um, in some ways it felt great. And in other ways it felt like, I don't know, I, like I didn't, it wasn't for me. It didn't feel like mine. It didn't feel like we were collaborating on this thing together. It always felt like someone really just trying to come up with a way in which we're going to fund them through me. And at the same time, I was going through a barrage of hate, people just being really harsh, people posting about me, people saying drag her. Like I was posting just like internet, silly, gentle, like I wasn't being mean to anybody. I wasn't doing anything harmful, but it was like people really take it personally. The Enneagram is so personal. And it took me years to kind of work through how to handle that. In 2020, I had my personal best year ever. We were, I was just really happy. I feel like I grew a lot as a seven that year because we stayed home and I had some really horrible personal things happen, but I was in a place that I was healthy enough to handle those things. My marriage was like one of the best years of our marriage ever. Work was really good. But I was still wrestling with those two things of like hate and opportunity that neither felt right. So in 2021, I changed the handle name to Sarah Jane Case 
from Enneagram and Coffee. This was really an attempt to be seen more as a human and not a brand or an entity. And I felt like people would speak to me differently if they knew I was a person because I had had an online following before I started Enneagram and Coffee. It was around 20,000 people on Instagram and I had a much healthier relationship to them. They were more open and warm and kind and generous and like we had a relational aspect to it. Whereas Enneagram and Coffee, it felt much more like a transaction like they came to me for a thing and if I didn't perform they were pissed <laughs> and it was just a different energy and so I was hoping that by changing the name of my handle to my name we could have more of a relational it could be more of a relationship so and that sort of worked honestly I started doing I started being much more myself. I showed up more on stories. I shared more of my life. I integrated more of my interests into the feed and it did feel healthier. Not perfect, of course. People still came over and said all kinds of crazy things, but it did feel healthier. Healthier. At this same time, I started being much more honest about my political views. I had attracted a pretty large evangelical following. I am not personally evangelical. I I am well on the other side of that, having grown up in the church and kind of gone out, you know, kind of deconstructed. And I would say I'm much more like humanist now. All of that saying, I started posting more about my political beliefs. I lost mass amounts of followers. I'm talking like thousands of followers a day. And that has not stopped since then. And part of that is changing my name. You know, I know that. And I, that was definitely a conscious decision that I made where I said, I'm going to change my name and I'm probably going to lose. I thought I would lose. I mean, I was prepared to be down to like less than 100,000 followers. And, you know, I lost. It was much more slow than that. I thought it would be a gradual kind of upheaval, but it was much more slow. And I... Yeah. I I mean, I guess I started being much more honest in 2020 about what I believe and what I think. But I changed the name. And from there, I started doing sabbaticals as well that year to mend my burnout because I was really burnt out. <laughs> and so I started taking January off to try and recover. And it kind of worked. It was like putting a Band-Aid on it, you know. In 2022, I mostly podcasted full time. And I traveled a lot. I traveled in 2021. I traveled, I mean, gosh, some of these years, 2019, I was gone every month, multiple times a month. I did the same thing in 2023. However, I was working as a podcaster full time. You know, that was where the majority of my income was coming from, which means I was mostly on my own just talking to a microphone. And I felt incredibly removed from the real world. I also felt strongly that I had this whole career that I kind of left behind and I really loved. And I so I, I tried to start integrating these versions of me back in. One way that I did that was my second book, The Enneagram Letters. I tried to bring the kind of writing style that I normally have into the second book deal and put the Enneagram and me, the, the real me, into one thing. And in 2023, I 
kind of continued that journey. I started bringing some of my old self back, coaching one-on-one, kind of hoping that coaching would also make me feel like I'm a part of the world again and doing incubators as well, which are things that I was doing before Enneagram and Coffee ever existed. And I hoped that this would kind of, again, make me feel like I was part of something, like I was part of the greater humanity because I was so removed for so many years. And kind of similarly, it felt like I couldn't be my whole self. Like I was monetizing my being And at the same time, that being was only allowed to be this little sliver of me, which is the Enneagram. And so even in 2020, I started YouTube in attempts to be my full self online more. But at the end of 2023, I knew things were going to change. I had this hunch in 2020 that things needed to change. I slowly started making those changes. I've been paying attention over the years. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. And there was just a very clear moment at the end of 2023. I started to launch a coaching program for the new year. I posted about it one time and never posted about it again because I knew I'm probably not going to do this coaching program. I went on sabbatical. I took a month off. And by the end, I knew that I wouldn't be coming back, not in the same way. And that's what we need to talk about. So I want to talk about why I knew. What is it about this process? What is it that has really made this a clear, I need to shift? So this is going to be, this is like, honestly, such a long journey. And there's so many bits and bobs that I couldn't possibly thoroughly cover it. Because every day I kind of realize something new, but I'm going to just give the top 10 reasons that are on my mind today because that's, you know, that's the most honest thing I can do. So the first one is simply that this was never the plan, right? Like I had a business, I had a trajectory, I had a place where I was going, I knew where I was heading and what I was really good at, which is like systems and organization and time management And that is what I am really, really excited about. But this was kind of like a pit stop along the way to my greater career. And I never knew when I should stop. I never had the vision of myself being like this Enneagram person, like this like expert in this one little thing. Like I always knew I would have an ever evolving career. And then this happened and I felt like I shouldn't, you know, there never quite felt like a right time to stop. So I haven't until it, I, it knew it was. Number two is I have a love hate relationship to social media and it's leaning mostly toward hate right now. If I'm honest, the social media landscape has dramatically changed since TikTok When I really loved being on social, it was because you built these little communities around the work that you did. So you formed these kind of these relational dynamics between you and your community and people would come to your page to follow you for a specific thing that you did or for just like who you were as a person. So you kind of created, yeah, you created a community around the work that you were doing. TikTok has changed the landscape so much that when you create content now, you're creating every single time for a cold audience. 
people who have no reason to care about you, people who have no reason to trust you, people who are not intending to ever even have seen your content and you're getting shoved in front of those people or your job, you know, is if I were to move forward here, my job would be to figure out how to impress a cold audience every single day multiple times a day, getting them to buy into my message, getting them to buy into my pitch, having something that I'm selling to them every single day. And I don't like to consume social media content anymore. And that makes it much harder to create social media content. I am barely on Instagram. If I'm on, it's really just for work. And I I like, personally, I like to be on YouTube. That's where I follow people and I like to listen to podcasts. Those are the two places I like to be. And those are the two things that I will probably keep moving forward, not for work, but for fun. So all of that to say, that's obviously a major reason. My job was built on social media. And if I were to move forward in my career, I would have to shift the way that I thought about social media, shift my strategy completely. And that wasn't something that I really wanted to do, if I'm honest. I didn't want to do this all again on a new platform. Number three, I really want my job to be my job and my hobbies to be my hobbies and my being to be something else. I don't want to be my business anymore. I don't want to be the thing I'm selling. That's something that's really important to me. And I think that's just something that has come with age. I used to love to put myself out there. I used to love every thought, every feeling, every experience. I wanted to share it with the world. And that has changed. Maybe it's changed because of the visibility and maybe it's changed because I've gotten older probably a combination of both, but I really am looking forward to getting to go to work and do my job and love my job, but for my job and me to not be intertwined so much that there is no separation. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line it's possible complex specialty care that cares about your roi it's possible because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions that's wonder made possible learn more at evernorth.com wonder another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Number four, there came a moment, I want to say beginning of 2023, where I asked myself, am I going to retire from Instagram? Like, am I going to be 65 and still posting on Instagram? Which I think that's fine if people do want to do that. I don't think that that's, this is not a judgment statement of like what other people should want or do. 
But I realized like, no, I don't want to be doing that. That's not where I want to be. I want to be much more high level structure, systems, organization. I had so many conversations with people this year who would ask me, how can we work together? What are you interested in doing? And my answers were always systems and organization. I want to do systems and organization. And that's not what people wanted to work with me for, right? Like people wanted me for the Enneagram and I just kept finding myself not wanting to do that. And for my personal brand, like social media, wanting me to use social media and the work that we could do together. And I kept feeling like not what I want to do. That is not what I want to do. And so that's more information. Kind of in that vein, with the career that I was building and the career that I had built, there were two paths forward for me. Path number one is build an online empire. I could create an Enneagram coaching program or an Enneagram school. I could create some sort of like online program. I could have like a really high-end coaching program where I charged people a lot, like 10 grand to coach with me. These were the things I could do to be able to retire. I could do that, right? And I could have a team of 20, 30 people who were making it all happen. You know, there's also the opportunity with this empire to have an app, right? I thought about doing that. Like, what if I started an Enneagram app? Think like Channy Nichols and like, is it Nichols or Nicholas? The Channy app, thinking the Channy app and how they have built over there and thinking, okay, that's one way I can move forward is to create an empire. The second opportunity I had was do I, I could like brand myself as a celebrity, So focus on, you kind of take the Glennon Doyle route where I write books, I do speaking engagements, I have a podcast, and I focus on growing my visibility as a celebrity voice. And I keep growing, trying to grow and grow and grow my visibility, going viral over and over and over again, doing a TED talk, you know, kind of things like that. And if I'm honest, I'm pretty tired of my own voice. (laughs) I'm tired of my own thoughts. I... I'm tired of the age of the guru of like self-help, like, oh, I have all the answers for you. I'm pretty like, I'm pretty tired of that. I definitely have Enneagram information. I have experience that I'm happy to share. But at the same time, like, I don't want to be on billboards. I don't want to see my face everywhere. I am craving peace and privacy. And I am not interested in selling everybody else's products for them because of my face being familiar to people. And those were my paths. You know, that's why I was like, okay, I either stay where I am. And honestly, like the business that I have is great, but it's not going to offer me long-term stability. It's not going to like buy me a home or help me retire. It's more money than I ever thought that I would ever make. Okay. But business expenses are really a huge chunk of that income. And you don't really realize that when you don't own a business, like how much business costs to run. There's a large chunk that's taxes. There's a large chunk that is, um, business expenses. And then the take home is like still pretty much a salary for me at least. 
And that was a great salary. It was working for me. I was able to do a lot of really cool things, travel, whatever I wanted to do. And at the same time, it didn't offer me the peace that I I want. And to grow beyond that, to have the like financial stability that I would need or like the financial abundance, let's say, that I would need to have stability, I would have to take on a significant amount of responsibility for other people's livelihoods. I would have to market myself as a product forever. And I would have to constantly be hustling for the rest of my life. And I didn't want either of those paths. Then number six, I noticed who I was jealous of. This is one of the things I always tell people if I'm working with you one-on-one is like when the feelings of jealousy arise, this is information about what you want. And I was going into these offices to do trainings and consulting work and I would envy the people working there. I would be like, man, it must be so cool to work here. Man, it must be so neat to have a job like this. This is so cool. What would it feel like to come to work here every day? That's information, right? And I started to really say to a lot of people, not everyone should be an entrepreneur. Not, entrepreneurship isn't for everyone. Kind of unconsciously even paving that path forward for myself of like, maybe you don't want to own a business anymore. And gosh, okay, here's the here's the tricky one. Number seven is that I want to be a part of the world. And my job had made that pretty difficult for me because I was constantly working alone And speaking a lot and having to like be on all the time, but never really having people pour back into me. Like I wasn't forming relationships. And in fact, I was becoming more and more isolated and guarded against new relationships because when you are given all of these amazing opportunities that people want to present to you, and then you find out through that, like actually, no, they were just using me. It starts to feel like a really untrustworthy place. When people would want to form relationships with me, I would never know, is this person like wanting to be my friend? Are they wanting to form a business relationship with me? Do they think they can get something from me? Like it became really weird to make new friendships. And I just became really guarded and protective and private. And so as not only was my job kind of, isolated and in the container, but I was less open than I'd ever been to new people and new opportunities and new experiences. And that wasn't feeling very good. Additionally, kind of hopping back to the financial piece here, the ebbs and flows of being a business owner were really great and fine for me when I was young. When you own a business, you are constantly projecting into the future what you think people will want from you and building things to meet that need. What is my consumer need? What's the pain point they have? How can I create a solution to that problem and then build language around solving that problem and presenting it to them? That used to feel like a really fun game and it used to feel like I was really helping people when I would do this. And When it didn't work, you know, because everybody who has a business, if you're a business owner, I think it's just nice to know everyone who has a business has a launch that doesn't work 
or multiple launches that don't work. Like it's very normal. And even having, you know, 400,000 followers isn't going to make your, like a guaranteed success every time you launch. Like you still have to do a really good job at your launch. This still has to be something people want from you. So when it didn't work, when I was younger, it would feel like that pivot and that need to kind of quickly recoup and figure out what I'm going to do instead was really fun. It would feel like a game. And that financial insecurity was like, okay with me. (laughs) You know, I'm a seven. Risk is not my problem, right? Traditionally, it's not been a problem for me. Now, if I were to start over, I would have a solid three to six months of income saved up and then those launches wouldn't be as like urgent, right? It wouldn't feel like, okay, every time I launch, it's a big deal. And even so, I still think I would be making this decision. I just know that I want a space where my need to pivot and shift and move quickly and and readapt, that I can use that skill without worrying if I could pay my bills if it didn't work out or having to quickly hustle so fast and turn something else around that I um, worked all day, all night, all week to make something new that maybe my audience did want. So that that's something I'm, I'm looking forward to leaving behind, to having my income tied directly to those natural ebbs and flows of what it feels like to, to own a business. Um, kind of continuing on with that, you know, number nine is simply, I want to buy a house. I want to build stability for myself for the first time in my life. Like who'd have thought if you had told me this 10 years ago, I would have been like, first of all, we don't want to buy a house. We want to rent forever is what I thought. And freedom is the name of the game. (laughs) You know, it's what I always thought would be the case, but I've grown up and I want to own a home. I want to experience ease. I want some sense of predictability in my life. And I want to have the opportunity for my personhood to be very separate from how I earn my income. Number 10, everything was dependent on me. If I'm sick or sad or struggling, the show must go on. And that is not sustainable emotionally, physically, mentally, like that could not continue. And you, you know, there are options for that within owning a business, but I didn't want any of those options for myself. You know, I could have brought people onto my team and put them up front more, but I didn't, I didn't want to do that. I don't want to be responsible for a bunch of other people's livelihoods. You know, I barely want to be responsible for mine. So that's number 10, but I added an 11. (laughs) So 11 is that I always felt like everywhere I went, I was representing my brand. Like I was always being watched and judged and that I was like this self-help brand And it felt like I was supposed to be like extra human, like always perfectly responsive and always perfectly handling everything. I know that you all weren't expecting that of me, but I was definitely expecting that of myself. And I know that this is a pressure that I was putting on myself, but 
it's also one that I'm not sure I could put down while this was my job. And I really need that separation from my personal growth work. I want the ability to put my personal growth work down a little bit sometimes if I need a break, which I've done to some degree while we've been here together. But also that can be really tricky. And I, yeah, I I want some, some space between those things. So those are the reasons that's kind of the the what's up for me today. And let's talk a little bit about my intentions moving forward. So I want to create, I will always be a creator, but I will probably do it more as a hobby and not my career. Ideally, that will be the case. I really want to keep my job and my life separate. I have already accepted a new job. I'm probably not going to share that right now, but I am going to go to work, do my job. I'm really excited about this job. I can tell you that. It's definitely in my wheelhouse. It's something that I feel like I've trained my entire career to be able to do. I am really, really thrilled to do it. I'm thrilled to have coworkers and an office and people to make me better, people to learn from. And I'm really, really excited about it. And I'm probably going to delete social media for now. I That was one of my main questions when I was in the interview process is, do I have to keep a personal brand to do this job? And they said, no. And I was like, okay, good. That was like a major element for me. And ideally, I will be able to delete uh, my accounts or deactivate my accounts. I can always reactivate them and bring them back if that if the need should arise or the desire should arise. But for right now, I think me and social media need a break. I'll be podcasting here every Tuesday and Thursday, and I will be on YouTube as the wind blows. <laughs> like whenever the desire arises, I will film for YouTube. But that is the plan. I just want to also say, I want to end this by saying like, please do not let this come off as me being ungrateful, as not having loved this job for the time that I was here. All of that is still very true. All of that is still very real. This has been an incredible experience. I am absolutely beyond grateful and in awe that this has ever been my life, never got to be my life. And I'm really grateful for the opportunity to make a shift that is more suited to where I am now and where I intend to to be later. So I really appreciate you being here. That is not at all up for debate. That is always true, will always be true. You have made the last six years absolutely worth it. And it is time for what's new. And I appreciate that, um, your, your presence with that process as well. All right, friends, I am so grateful to get to create this content for you and I will see you Thursday for the next one. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. 
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.